from the Mercy One Studio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and the Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu. Welcome, folks, to the Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr. Every week, diving deep into the truth of Catholic social teaching and restoring all things in Christ. The Uncommon Good is on the air. I'm Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr. We are coming to you from these United States of America. Uh, we both work at Mercy College of Health Sciences that underwrites our show. I am the director of the newly founded Center for Human Flourishing and Senior Advisor for Mission uh, Mission Out There. Bud, what do you do at the old uh, alma mater? Uh, the academic dean there at Mercy College of Health Sciences, so overseeing academic affairs. Now, Bud, for today, I happen to be on the road uh, out in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Uh, it's funny how for quite a bit of time we were used to doing the show like this where one of us was in the studio yeah. and the other was on the road. But I have to admit, I've gotten used to being in the studio with you, buddy. I know. It's really nice. I feel like there's an extra energy in the studio. And it's it's good to be back this week. It was always fun to be out at the fair. But I have to say, with the way my mind works, it was kind of tough to uh, broadcast with folks milling about and like the um, the uh, police dogs that that display just about 75 feet away from where we were broadcasting that's right i know uh not not to make any uh, assumptions about why you were so worried about a police presence but <laughs> but it's the very least to say uh not only were the police dogs and the police were uh doing things there's also the national anthem uh, we, we did get a few comments from some of my friends that they thought it was funny how we were uh we, we were trying to figure out what the proper etiquette was uh, while the rest of the fair was doing the national anthem. So, uh, but yes, uh, it, a lot, uh, a lot less ambient noise for us today as we start the show. Yeah, we we sort of just paused during the national anthem, which is like a radio no-no, but it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. But uh, yeah, well, one thing we don't want to pause, uh, we want to make sure everyone knows is we want to thank our sponsor, Mercy College of Health Sciences, MCHS. Mm-hmm. .edu. And I guess we're in a little bit of a pause, bud, because it's one of the few times at Mercy where I don't think anyone is actually, you're probably going to correct me, um, but <laughs> we're, we're in between the, the, the summer and uh, fall semesters. Uh, we go all year so that people can quickly get through their degrees and get into the workforce, mchs.edu. Yeah, this this week on Friday, we've got our colloquium where all faculty and staff come together. And I, I was thinking about it. It actually is um, sort of emblematic of what we're about at Mercy College of Health Sciences. I know you're giving a brief talk on mission and the legacy of the Sisters of Mercy and how that still informs um, what we do at the school today. So it, it's it's really great to be at a place like that. Yeah, very brief talk, only like three and a half hours. It's going to be real quick. <laughs> You're like a Protestant pastor. Just keep going until someone stops you. That's right. Like, keep passing the collection plate if you want me. No, Ooh, yeah, I didn't know there was going to be uh, a collection it, plate. Can I get in on that? That's, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're reinstituting that. Uh, no, always good to get to talk about uh, the mission of the, the school, both internally and externally. So thank you, Mercy College, again, for underwriting the show. Today, bud, um, we're going to talk about the Just War tradition in Catholic social teaching. Uh, I think it's on people's minds with what's been happening uh, in the news uh, with the withdrawal uh, of United States forces from Afghanistan. 
Um, not necessarily to try to, de- de- to decide yeah. any specifics, but the idea that uh, it, it seems like our show, if it can provide help to navigate um, things that are happening in the news that pertain to Catholic social teaching, probably a good thing to do. Yeah, I went uh, camping with my in-laws this past week, and <clears throat> uh, you know, I think just the scenes from Afghanistan, it's on everyone's mind, and with our show being about Catholic social teaching and being about the common good, when these sort of difficult topics come up in the news, we've, we feel like we're doing a disservice if we just kind of pass on by. So hopefully, like you said, not solving particular specific uh, political controversies that anyone might have, but sort of giving folks a moral framework for thinking about these, these things as we draw upon our rich tra- tradition. This is the Uncommon Good, Bob Bonner, Dr. Bud Marge. Thank you for joining us, and we'll be back right after this. St. Vincent de Paul's assists those living in poverty to become self-sufficient. Learn more at svdpsm.org or call 515-282-8327. This message brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, a Catholic-owned family business providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Are you a Catholic who wants to fall deeper in love with Christ and His Church? Do you want to learn more about how you fit into the greatest love story in the history of the world? Do you want to be strengthened in your understanding of our Church's teachings? Have you ever wondered how the Catechism can be a resource and an enrichment to your faith? If you answer yes to any of these questions, then the Catechetical Institute is for you. Find out more by visiting our website at faithjourneyci.com or call John at 515-237-5006. Thank you, Ashworth Vision Clinic, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365 on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ashworth Vision Clinic online at ashworthvision.com. Ashworth Vision Clinic, 515-440-4610. Thank you, Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, for sponsoring my show, John Lee and Eddie in the Morning on Iowa Catholic Radio. Golden Rule, servicing Des Moines for over 15 years. They obey the rules to live by, especially the Golden Rule online at goldenrulephc.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for supporting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. 515-225-6742. Online at desmoines-dentalassociates.com. We're back with the Uncommon Good. Bob Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for being a part of Iowa Catholic Radio and all that we do. You can check out what's going on at Iowa Catholic Radio at the website, iowacatholicradio.com. You can look at our social media. Go be friends with us on Facebook. You can follow our tweets at IA Catholic Radio on Twitter. Then also, if you download the Iowa Catholic Radio app, you'll be able to listen live, donate, uh, listen to pre-recorded things, uh, do all sorts of stuff. So make sure to go check us out on our presence online and in social media. So today, Bud, like we were saying at the top of the show, uh, in the news, it's very hard to avoid yeah. uh, the conclusion, as it were, of uh, efforts uh, of the war in Afghanistan, um, something that's been going on for 20 years. So for many of us, um, especially, I would say, people our age, that very informative parts of our lives while we were in college, that the, the war began, 
that this has been um, in the background, and uh, I, I guess we always assumed there would be the day that conflicts would cease. Um, the big questions about how that was pulled off aside, uh, it's imperative for us when we look at Catholic social teaching to understand uh, in the Catholic perspective, uh, how are we to, what, what's our, I don't know if stance is the right word, but how do we comport ourselves towards the reality of war? It's important to look to the just war tradition uh, within the church. Yeah, this is one area of Catholic theology where I have had conversations with other Christians, and on the surface, they it takes them some, some time to sort of like, um, I don't know the right phrase, wrap their minds around how this has developed in the Catholic Church, because you do have strong testimony in Scripture with respect to, of course, Christ's words, to love our enemies, to turn the other cheek. You know, we could go, go down the list of teachings from the Gospels, really the Sermon on the Mount, uh, but as um, you know, as the gospel spread throughout the world, and Catholic theologians continued to reflect on these matters and take into account the whole scope of Scripture, you know, difficult questions did arise. And the just war tradition, Bo, in my mind, in the Catholic Church, is ultimately about protection of the innocent, and that has to be sort of like the central factor. So, I mean, just to use sort of like I, I would call this like a softball pitch, but say. You're discussing um, what Jesus teaches in the Gospels, and someone says, like, well, Christ, you know, clearly says here, if someone strikes you on the cheek, turn the other one. We can all think of examples in life where um, maybe, like, a different sort of response would be called for. So so an easy one is if I wake up tonight, and there's an intruder in the house, and I feel like um, he may harm my children, in the Catholic theological tradition— that sort of self-defense was not seen as a, a clear violation of what our Lord had given us. Absolutely. And there's also ways to, and I mean, you're, you're right. There are people who will say that this is backing off the extremity um, of the gospel. And, and look, the, the church has sort of uh, tried to keep this radicality of commitment to peace um, within uh, certain laws and, and ways that it's looked at things throughout history. So for instance, for a lot of church history, clerics weren't allowed uh, to use self-defense. They were uh, uh, clerics and then uh, certain uh, monks and things like this were seen as uh, unable to do this because of their commitment to gospel charity, actually, uh, uh, gospel poverty, excuse me. Um, but even when it comes to self-defense, uh, the idea was not, of course, that you were defending yourself to court, you know, sure, yeah. you, you, if you're innocent. But the idea, of course, is that um, most of us have social roles to play. And so that uh, allowing ourselves to be easily um, taken advantage of through violence when it's unnecessary uh, was something where, you know, it, it wasn't going against Christ uh, teaching, even if it was, uh, as it were, um, a modulation or uh, you know, a, a stepping back uh, from that situation. But suffice it to say, that idea is what grows into the consideration, can Catholics back war at all? And as the church started to take positions of authority, as the empire fell around it in the West, um, this is exactly what they start to think of about this, is that these strict conditions for war have to be in the name of protecting the innocent and not uh, war as fought in the past. Yeah, and that's where I would say, Bo, that the burden of proof is is really on sort of proving the justness of a particular war. Because our Lord's words were so strong, 
in that direction. I think we do have um, a responsibility to take these things very seriously. And if you look through the just war tradition, I'm thinking specifically of the thread from St. Augustine all the way to St. Thomas Aquinas and then more recent thinkers, you know, the criteria do end up being really quite strict. And so, I mean, just as sort of a, a thought exercise this morning, I thought we could walk through a few of these. And we, we can't, of course, touch on every salient point. But, um, you know, I guess the first, the first sort of question, and I think we can get this one out of the way quickly, when you think about, say, our own country's ventures in the Middle East, were the, was the decision made by a competent authority? And I would say certainly yes. And when we talk about competent authority, that's like who has been charged by God, you know, to provide responsibility for public order, for tranquility of order. And, you know, unfortunately, that's not me. I would like to leave the studio today and go take over Ames, Iowa, but not a comp- competent authority. In this case, we would say, like, <laughs> the U.S. government, you know, of course, like, uh, with the questions under consideration certainly was. Yeah, proper authority, uh, this gets into the idea of subsidiarity, which usually in America, we think about subsidiarity's downward thrust, as it were. Mm. Uh, but subsidiarity also so goes up well as well. So this is what prevents um, protecting the innocent falling into uh, rival vengeance and, and, you know, sort of like inter-Nicene or clan uh, <laughs> revenge cycles. And so that exactly starts to be right, is that the proper authority must be at a high enough level uh, that not only are they legitimate, but that this uh, can't be mere vindication or vindictiveness. Rival clans makes for great Netflix miniseries, but not so helpful in the real world. Um, but this <laughs> this next criterion, I think, you know, this is almost foundational, Bo, and because it's a tough one, I'm going to throw it out there and then step away and let you handle it. <laughs> but okay. uh, like, a, a primary consideration is, is there a just cause that's being um, I, I defended? So to confront a real and certain danger to protect innocent life. And the reason I say that's a thorny one, Bo, is like in our day and age, so say you have an invading force that you know, comes across the sea and begins to invade uh, San Francisco or something, there you could say, like, well, there's this real and present danger and innocent life is under threat. When it comes to more recent um, wars that have been waged, you know, like when we talk about the threat of terrorism, that's a tough one because 9-11, very real danger. We could ask a question like, is that a persistent danger? Or how do we understand you know, the kind of threat that the innocent are under because of those sorts of forces in the world. Absolutely. And just so people know, if they want to go read this, this is in the Catechism, um, paragraph 2309, 2309. So 2309 talks about, like you said, these strict conditions of legitimate defense by military force. That's the sort of way that they say this. And the gravity of the situation, like you said, lies within these criterion. And the first one out of the gate prescribes gets to this just cause the damage inflicted by the aggressor on the nation or community of nations must be lasting grave and certain. And that gets into almost, you know, when we think about the difference between like venial and mortal sin, you know, we understand gravity uh, changes the moral act and its consideration thereof. And so to your point, um, you know, this is what rules out prevent, you know, uh, uh, preventative warfare uh, or even sort of uh, attacking before your uh, 
your, your enemy might. Um, this, this I think, runs counter, maybe, like you said, is one of the bigger roadblocks yeah. to how people consider warfare within the Catholic tradition versus others, is uh, we have to, like you said, make it defensive and for the uh, sake of the innocent. And like you said, it, it, it doesn't seem to fall within the purview even of a, a just an, a authority to tell the future and decide what they're going to do. Maybe like an imminent threat, right? Like the, the, the invasion is, is occurring. And so you can stop it before it really, you know, begins, you know, but, but the idea is you can't um, make a guess that something is going to happen and it be justified. Well, and I think related to that point, jumping down to sort of like near the end of the criteria is the question about the probability of success. And that's an interesting one when you think about the more recent military ventures of of the United States Army, because on one hand, when you hear that phrase, probability of success, it seems clear like, well, you know, the greatest military force in the world, they'll defeat, um, you know, uh, one that's less technologically advanced. But where this one gets complicated, Bo, and I know we're getting pretty close to the break, is probability of success also has to deal with the question of what does success look like and you know you and i had a professor in graduate school who pointed out like when you wage a war according to the just war tradition the enemy has to know what are the means of surrender because otherwise you can get into a perpetual conflict and so i mean again i i we're coming up against the break so it's it's tough to unpack this but we could ask i think like in a place like afghanistan what does actual success look like because it almost felt like at the end there that you would have to have a never-ending presence or, you know, like the, the people who, the citizens who, who live in that country maybe don't have the means apart from U.S. support to fend off the Taliban forever. And now we're close Absolutely. to the break. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go to break. And when we get back, we'll get that very notion of success and what that means. This is the Uncommon Good, Bo Bonner, Dr. Budmar. And we'll be back right after this. With speed and accuracy, BigRedQ-DesMoines.com. People often rub us the wrong way. Their faults seem more obvious than their virtues. That perspective of mine or yours is not helpful to them or to you or to me. The remedy? Try to see the good news in another person. Sure, the bad news is obvious to us. But the good news is just as real. It's there. Think about it. Focus on it comment to other people about it that helps them and it helps you that's how to grow positive relationships you probably will be a happier person yourself realizing that some aspects of another's personality are just as real as the negative and that's the truth and that's today's thought of the day Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by the St. Vincent de Paul Golf Outing to fight food insecurity. Friday, September 17th, Copper Creek Golf Club in Pleasant Hill, 10 a.m. SVDPDSM.org. That's SVDPDSM.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio in Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. 
Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Back with the Elder Coming Good, Bo Bonner and Dr. Bethmar joining you this Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the show. So we're talking about just war theory and how that might help us see and judge uh, how, well, I mean, of course, the, the response to all of these difficulties in the world is prayer and trying to do what we can for those who suffer, but our ability to see through a different lens. And But at the, the, the end of the last segment, you pointed out that one of the most important criterion for all of this is uh, the probability of success. In the, you know, in the Catechism, paragraph 2309, there must be serious prospects of success. All other means of putting it into it must have been shown impractical and effective. And the use of arms must not produce evils and disorders graver than the evil to be eliminated. Now, this can all sound like it's uh, like utilitarian calculus, like we, we need to like, you know, use a calculator and come up with, sure. with the risks. But instead... I think to your point, what this is all pointing to is to show in multiple ways that the just war Catholic understanding of successful war is different than other people. Because the, the definition is actually not winning. It's protecting the innocent. And that there has to be a clear demarcation about how the war would come to an end more so than what that's the first consideration over how are we going to win it? And I think in saying that, that that shows the reorientation, but even when uh, Catholics can support a war, what's at stake uh, in that evaluation? Well, and I think that question of proportionality is an important one, too, that the damage inflicted must be proportionate to the good that's aimed for. And, you know, that puts a real challenge and onus on those who 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 we call to protect the innocent because um you know historically there was always a sense of trying to clearly distinguish between combatants and non-combatants and we see this with something like the civil war which of course was one of the bloodiest conflicts in human history sometimes when when young students learn about that war we see a film about it it kind of um it really takes us aback how the combat was waged <laughs> like in a field with the two sides sort of facing each other. And I'm sure those who were fighting like the protection just seemed slim to none. But part of what was driving that sort of way of going about it was that there was this idea that like there were combatants who were called to this. And that was completely different than of course, those who were, who were staying at home who were farming non-combatants and modern war that can get really murky because like the, the tools so often that we use to wage war it's very tough in the concrete circumstances to not have some, I mean, the way that it's talked about sometimes in the media, which I, you know, kind of buck up against is this idea of collateral damage. And I don't know, we can't take collateral damage lightly or use that sort of phrase to distance ourselves from the very particular question of like trying to avoid uh, harming non-combatants at all. Indeed, you know, the, the, the catechism says the power of modern means of destruction weighs very heavily in evaluating this condition. And I would even say the sort of psychological way in which 
Um, war can be waged actually away from the battlefield. You know, like the fact that um, you can cause untold amounts of destruction from, you know, thousands of feet in the air and, and, and not have that sort of connection to, to what you're doing. All of these are considerations that really do say the onus is on not, you know, doing war. It is to protect the innocent and to as strictly as possible limit what, I mean, I, the entire just war tradition points out as the real horrors of war if they are not very closely guided um, by charity. And, you know, it might seem oxymoronic to say, oh, well, we want to try to war, wage a war that's just and charitable. They're like, how could those things ever happen? But, you know, that's precisely what the history of this tradition was going after. And But, you know, people can say whatever they want about Christendom, but one thing that did happen for a long time was war barely happened throughout the calendar year in Europe for a time. Like, they really did. They made laws where war was very infrequent. You had to let people go and plant their crops and go back for Christmas and things like this. And that's not a small achievement. The modern world being efficient at war and doing war totally and encompassing civilians in the entire world, that is certainly us falling away from this tradition that really did all sorts of good in trying to tame uh, the most egregious aspects of the growth of war. Yeah, and with it being close to the hard break, that's probably a good point to end on, Bo. Um, if you could uh, sign us off. Well, I think it's important to say uh, that, you know, what we want to make sure to do is people pray for uh, the people of Afghanistan, pray for soldiers, uh, pray for everybody in, who's been involved for 20 years. This weighs heavily um, on all of us and on our, sure. our, our national conscience. Um, but if people want to pray with us here at Iowa Catholic radio, what are ways that they can do so? Yeah, please join us in prayer daily. We pray the rosary at 5.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Those opportunities are available anytime on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. The Angelus is broadcast daily at 5.55 a.m. and 11.55 a.m. And then we pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet right before 3 p.m., five minutes before 3. Uh, local shows and times are also available on demand at iowacatholicradio.com and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. And we want to make sure that everybody knows that they can join Iowa Catholic Radio and all that they're up to. You can find out what we're up to at iowacatholicradio.com. You can sign up for um, our emails to get apprised of what's going on. Or, of course, uh, if you can go on our various social media, you can find out what's going on. We just had uh, the lovely time at the fair. It was good to see everybody that we did, uh, you know, the support that we did there. But with the new events coming up, we have plenty of things going on. Make sure to check out our social media. This uh, ministry is more than just the people on air. It's all of you as well, your time, talent, and treasure. But your treasure is important because your support allows us the material existence to keep the spread of the gospel going. Fall Carathon is coming up, so please keep that in mind. This is the Uncommon Good. May Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, reign in our hearts, our families, our city, our state, our nation, world, solar system, galaxy, the whole kick and caboodle. This is the Uncommon Good. We'll be back next week. The Uncommon Good with Bo Bonner and Dr. Bud Marr is heard every week on wonderful Catholic stations like this one and anytime on podcast. 
Just search for The Uncommon Good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and The Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences. Learn more at mchs.edu.